0: Yeah, I know that was a really bad clap. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Grant?
1: Balling out today. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. We're what does that out.
0: What does that imply? How, are you balling out and like you're just you're dropping loads of cash on things that you want, or just feeling um. generally good?
1: no i was actually real stingy today i really wanted to like get takeout for dinner Uh and i was like no i should save money and cook the food that i have at home so
0: we should be doing that especially since we're leaving for a month but we haven't so
1: (laughs) yeah i guess i guess i'm i'm balling out on a budget today is what i'm doing Mm -hmm. um
0: baller on a budget
1: yeah baller on a budget that's what they call me gene money baller on a budget (laughs) yeah no i got a lot done today Good. Told you about my little my little hiccup. Yeah. But other than that, it's been it's been pretty 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 good. We've been doing the things, doing mm-hmm. stuff and things, getting checking things off the list. Uh, good. Kicking kicking Keister and taking names. You know.
0: Sure. <laughs> Is that like what a bounty, bounty hunter, hunter does? Right?
1: Sure. <laughs> Something like that.
0: You said taking names. I don't know what that means.
1: I don't know. I don't know what it means either. I just yeah, said Do you have a hit list? Something like that. Maybe that's maybe that's
0: like the gritty reboot that you need to your to do list is to call it a hit list instead. And you draw like a you draw like a skull Ooh. as the to do open box, and you draw crossbones over it every time you finish it. <laughs>
1: that's dark. <laughs>
0: Just trying to spice. Maybe that would have been a better yeah. suggestion at the start
1: of October, but yeah. Oh well. No. Nah. I I wake up every day. I look in the mirror and I say i'm here to chew bubblegum and kick keister and i'm not a lot of bubblegum
0: <laughs> it reminds me of uh this is an older snl skit from the 90s i think but it's uh i think it's dana carvey who's acting as like a, a motivational therapist of sorts hmm and uh, one of the episodes that he always has some like famous, you know it's always a famous person but it's typically a famous person playing themselves so the the most popular one that i remember seeing is one with michael jordan and the, the therapist like repeat after me i may i might not be the best <laughs> and, and michael's you know of course he's like i might not be able to dunk the basketball better than anyone else And and, and he keeps saying a whole bunch of stuff about how, you know, implying that Michael Jordan is not actually that good at basketball. And then it's, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I, what is it? It's like, I don't remember the exact phrase, but it's basically like, you know, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm strong, and gosh darn it, people like me.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, I hope they do.
0: I have increased vaccine resistance coursing through my veins Oh yeah, you feel it? Yes, my my left shoulder certainly does. I got both my COVID booster and my flu shot yesterday.
1: Ooh, double dose same yeah. day.
0: Yeah, and I think that better
1: that's, hit him while he's down.
0: That's that's mostly what's contributing to my uh, slightly poorer feeling today. Because after my mm-hmm. second dose of the COVID vaccine earlier this year, I didn't really feel all that bad. Like I felt a little tired, but I, and like when I went out for a long walk in the evening, it was like, oh, yeah, I feel like a little sluggish, you know,
1: mm-hmm. nothing bad.
0: Not not like Aaron felt, not like other people have reported. So I was like, cool. Yeah, my medical hubris continues. Great. And mm-hmm. so I went into that with the same outlook here where I wasn't really expecting. I was, again, expecting a similar thing, like, oh, I'll feel it a little bit. And for the rest of the night, I didn't. But then I woke up at 4 a.m., feeling like I feel when I'm on the verge of like a fever or, you know, a little bit of flu slash cold sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. my throat was really dry and it was like this like tiredness and achiness in my entire body, but I was wide mm-hmm. awake and I couldn't do anything about it. that always happens to me when I get kind of sick like this. And so I got up at four, watched some Netflix, uh, <laughs> looked at my schedule at work saw that i had a couple meetings that i should go to in the morning but then took the rest of the day rest of the day off with some sick time so yeah but right now i'm actually feeling pretty good as i told you before we started recording i'm sure a headache Mm -hmm. will come back especially if i keep looking at screens and stuff which i probably certainly will yeah but
1: if you just eat more sushi then you'll be better again
0: yeah i think so i think that's probably uh a good way to do it
1: the cure-all sushi and essential oils
0: that's right I just sniff some mint and lavender and slam some salmon sashimi and I'm ready to go.
1: Yeah. Suddenly, you're feeling better. You've lost weight. <laughs> you have more money. I'm you're smarter. You're more attractive. You're more intelligent. Yeah. like Gosh darn they it, people just, like me. They just do everything. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Just like sniffing a smell is so magic. It's almost like I don't believe it happens. <laughs> tuna, the other red meat. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Okay, tuna is actually... Have you ever had, like, a, just, like, a hunk of tuna? I like, mean,
0: I've had tuna sashimi.
1: Like, I had... Once I had, like, a... It wasn't a burger, but it was, like, a, like a blackened tuna sandwich, and it was just, like, a, a hunk of tuna that was blackened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like I've, a, I've had, it was, like,
0: ahi tuna steaks like that.
1: Not not in a sandwich, but as like a
0: standalone thing with things on the side.
1: It was just like, it's delicious. Yeah, it is. It's like, how how are these things not all gone yet?
0: Well, you know. They're almost. Give us a few years.
1: Yeah. Maybe (laughs) I shouldn't say that. This looks going to age like milk.
0: Yeah. I, I just remember the first time, it was probably very late in high school when I learned that tuna are really big. Oh, yeah? That really threw me for a loop. Because growing up, my family was not a family that had sushi or anything like that. So my only exposure to tuna, same. which I never actually ate, was canned tuna for making mm-hmm. things like tuna salad or whatever. I never liked the idea of that, so I never ate it. And all I ever saw were these tiny little cans. And, of course, tiny food comes in tiny cans. And so I just assumed that tuna was essentially the same as, like, anchovies or sardines. And they were just I little itty-bitty the same fish. I assumed thing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, one day I came across a You know, a picture of a fishing boat with a a bluefin tuna that was like 10 feet long. I was like, oh, (laughs) dang, (laughs) that's ridiculous. (laughs) Had I ever come across a tuna steak or anything like that, I would have known better, potentially. At at least I would have known that it was at least as large as like a walleye, right? Mm -hmm. But little did I know until all things considered somewhat recently. Mm -hmm. We have some... Tuna steaks in the freezer, actually, that I bought.
1: Wow, Boogy. Yeah. yeah, we want to try and eat I a had, bit more fish. Wish I had tuna steak money, <laughs> Mister Moneybags over here. Oh, totally. <laughs> That's going to be the new thing. You're going to be Mister Moneybags.
0: <sighs> well, considering I am the one with the with the actual job, uh, it's not too far off from reality. Yeah. Of course our relative living situations put us much closer in reality in terms of cost of living and all that than uh uh-huh. <laughs> what you would maybe assume from the outside.
1: <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to say? I don't have a job. Screw you. I am a yeah. no freeloader.
0: That's what I'm saying. You probably technically don't have a job. You probably technically are like in some weird limbo state where you're not really an employee. <laughs>
1: Well, I wasn't really an employee at my last job because I was in a <laughs> at-will state or whatever the frick it is. Like,
0: sure. I gotcha.
1: you. Oh, you're never really an employee because you n- <laughs> don't have money. I don't know. I wanted to sound smart about employment, but I don't know enough. But on, on
0: another positive note, I've been worried about various things that I ordered a little while ago that I knew weren't going to ship right away. They're, mm. they're, these were various podcast related things where they typically, you know, get orders in and then once they know the order size, they then produce the item and ship it off. Mm. And there are a couple of these that I had purchased and I was thinking to myself as I was getting closer and closer to us going back to Minnesota, like, man, oh, because, because we, our package system, technically the rules are if you do not pick up your package within a week, they'll send it back. Oh, technically the rules, realistically, not the case, but the holiday season is going to be crazy with packages, of course, so it's almost more likely that that may happen, and so I'm worried about one or two things that I think are still coming, but today I did get one thing, which was a silly uh, signed poster produced for a podcast that I listened to called Cortex, and they do... Uh, a jokey thing where typically once or twice a year, they need to do what they call an episode out of time, where maybe they've recorded an episode in June in preparation for them traveling in October. Mm. And so it's like, really, they have to pick the topics very specifically to be timeless in that way and not really talk about what's actually going on. Or if they do always try to keep in mind when it's going to be released and use all these weird uh, you know, verb conjugations to describe what's going on in their life. <laughs> and so uh, some of the So the first one was just called An Episode Out of Time. Uh, the next one was... This one was probably my favorite. An Episode Out of Time 2, Out of Timer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> then there was yeah, that's good. An Episode Out of Time 3, Time Strikes Back. <laughs> and then there was actually a pretty long so that was back in 2017 so i actually had a very long streak of being able to record each month but then 2019 there's an episode out of time for revenge Uh, of the time shoot and then there was 2020 episode out of time but the s in episode is a five
1: (laughs) okay i was wondering if they were gonna do i just have to ask before you keep going Uh do they have one that's episode out of time tokyo drift you are very close. So, the one they produced
0: this poster for this <laughs> one, I'm about to text it to you. I'm going to take a picture of it. It's oh right gosh, in front of me because I find it very funny. I've not taken it out of the package.
1: Is this the poster you got?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll send this poster to you. It's signed, which was another oh, so nice sad. thing. I'm they so signed sad. up every single one of them. So, let me send this to you. You can tell me what the episode title was. <laughs> I just texted I-
1: it to you. You have no idea. The excitement is building. I'm going to pee my pants. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Episode out of time, Rio Heist. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I love the burning garbage can. The leather jacket with a keyboard. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's solid. Uh, And the freaking, like, what is that, jacked Michelin Man?
0: No, so so CTP. This is CTP Gray is one of the two people on this podcast, and his like internet uh, profile is always just like a little robot man. Oh. Well, actually, it's like a little stick figure is how he draws himself in all of yeah. his videos. But it kind of became a thing many years ago in like little animated shorts where people will take you know clips of a podcast and animate it. Um, they would start taking him instead of being a stick figure, making him a robot. Mm -hmm. so this is jacked up robot gray
1: okay yeah
0: (laughs) that's pretty baller. so anyway that arrived today and i'm happy there's one other smaller thing that is not going to arrive on time but it's less big of a deal if i don't end up getting it or you Mm -hmm. know if it if it gets sent back it'll probably sort itself out but i'm less concerned about it this was by far the one that i was most excited to get because i don't really have any like posters or anything you know I have a few pictures and stuff which are very nice, mostly ones that Aaron have got has has uh gotten me but nothing mm-hmm. really my own in that way uh, if we've talked a lot about art over time but this I plan to have uh somewhere on my desk for quite a while
1: mm-hmm for so. you just for you
0: that's right, although Aaron is doing her uh she told you about her big uh hmm presentation exam thing uh you know she's she's sitting at this desk for it tomorrow so we'll uh, see if she wants to use it as inspiration or if she'll just put it somewhere else <laughs> i have my guess <laughs> yeah what's your guess uh she'll move it most i mean partially because yeah. it's currently on the laptop stand where she will put her laptop i never put my
1: laptop there but she always does so so you're hedging your bets you put it the one place she would literally have to move it well yeah. Just because you didn't want to lose. Well no,
0: because this is the only place where it can be nicely presented. If it were okay. elsewhere on my desk it'd end up being cut off somehow. Mm-hmm. So it's really the only option.
1: My hands uh, were tied. Oh your hands are tied. Ooh, okay. Yes. Ah, that's
0: some good tap water.
1: Yeah? Yeah. You can tap water like some scum. Like, right, scum of the gosh. earth. I got to say, we got to have a conversation. I feel like I'm having to censor myself <sighs> what, what so much more these days on this podcast. <laughs> and I don't know if that just means that I've become worse or if that means that I've become less tolerant of censoring myself so I just notice it more. Or I'm I just mean, actually censoring myself more.
0: <laughs> I would say that you are self-censoring because it's been a long time since I've given you any grief for swearing. I just yeah. like I just let it happen. It's fine. And then I bleep it. Like, I don't even make fun of you anymore. I don't even write it down in the show notes. I just let it happen and then I'll edit it out when I get to it. So I think that it's just the system is working and you are slowly, slowly changing your vocabulary. And when you use it, it has more impact because, you know, or maybe, maybe also it's, uh, I don't know what it is, but th- those are those are my various guesses. Maybe you're, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you've gotten worse in other places and you just can't handle it here anymore.
1: Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. I maybe, just that, like, <laughs> maybe that's what I, episode I 200 so...
0: can be. It's just our one explicit episode.
1: <laughs> oh, please, can we? Oh, <laughs> no, that's the episode that would get me canceled. <laughs>
0: yeah, probably.
1: Canceled for my massive following, you know. I mean,
0: because I, I feel like I, I can no longer use swear words effectively. Like, I think I've lost that power because I use them so infrequently that they don't really carry any weight. I can't really use them for comedic effect that well. There's just other words that I prefer to use. Mm. So I, I think I would have a tough time playing in the space of a explicit episode. Okay. But if you need it, then we can make that happen.
1: Yeah. Well, but you got, okay.
0: you know, 20, more, 20 plus more episodes to go. So, hang so in there, buddy.
1: censoring myself out of guilt. Yeah. Cause every time I swear on this podcast, I feel so guilty. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's one more thing Mark has to do. <laughs> he already does so much for me. <laughs> now he's making his life worse. Uh, it's
0: it's trust me. It's not really a big deal.
1: I just feel like I'm crapping your cornflakes every time I do it. And sometimes it's worth it. You're not that special. It's sometimes worth it. But other times I'm like, uh do I really need to say the a word, or can I awkwardly pop in Keister?
0: Well, I don't really care about that. I, I think that we can Aww. we can discuss. In my mind, there are three quote unquote swear words that I will pretty much never censor. What are they? So ass is one. Oh,
1: I can. I don't. I don't particularly word.
0: like saying that word myself, but it's it's probably my least used swear word ever. Would be my guess. Um, just for my own taste in language but yeah I, I don't censor that I probably wouldn't censor damn in most places mm. or hell okay like if I feel like it can show up in one of our comics that is printed in the newspaper then I feel mm-hmm. like it's safe I'm de- okay. not sure if we've come across ass but I de- I've definitely come across hell a lot of times and I feel like damn might be able to slip by every once in a while Hmm. So, those are three that come to mind that are like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. I probably won't use them, but I don't really so, mind.
1: So, one that I commonly use is okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and the rest I have to bleep. Okay. Or dolphin sensor, depending on my mood. Ooh, ooh, dolphin sensor. Actually, for a long time, I've only used the dolphin sensor because I, uh, in the iPad app that I use for editing, I preload. Uh, tracks that I expect to use and I just leave them there. Mm-hmm. And so the dolphin sensor was always just there. And so I always used it. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I was finally editing an episode of Hack that fi- finally someone used a swear word. Actually, I think it was me because I was quoting something that had a swear word in it that I wanted to bleep out. And I was like, well, the dolphin sensor in my mind is much more of a comical start thing. So let me pull in the like Hack sensor that I use. That is just a more mm-hmm. standard beep, uh, but now that's there too, so I can mm. switch back and forth depending on uh, my mood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by dolphin sensor, right? I keep saying that because that's literally the file name that I created for it is dolphin sensor dot wave, but I don't know it's, if you know what I mean by that.
1: It's like the SpongeBob dolphin noise, right? Yes.
0: Yes. It's the SpongeBob dolphin noise. Okay. Okay. Just so wanted to make sure.
1: See, I, I haven't watched SpongeBob, but I know that noise. <laughs> <laughs> this it's a good one. Nice. Oh, it's a it's solid a good,
0: one. It's a good bit.
1: Do you know? Do you know what else is a good bit, Mark?
0: I do. This comic that you're about to read. <laughs>
1: Shoot. <laughs> Pearls Before Swine by, uh, gosh, I know I've said this person's name before, uh, Stephen Pastis. Right, we'll go with that. I swear I've never read that name before. In but my I mind, it's always pasties, but I have pasties. no clue.
0: That's just what it is in my head. It probably is pasties.
1: Uh, by Stephen Pastis. <laughs> uh, so we got we got ram and pig. I think that's goat. what their names are. Goat and pig. Goat and pig. A goat. That whatever. We're not gonna argue this. So just goat. saying that's his name as a character. <laughs> I, I get it. Okay. So so we got we got goat and pigs sitting at a desk. Goat's got a, a I'm gonna say like a a s iPod or a cell phone or something in his hands and pigs pigs writing on some paper. It's a it's coffee cup and a spilled cup on the desk. And and goat says, Hey pig, you wanna hear this great Elvis song with me? Um Okay, I'm gonna start over. My mom's calling me. I gotta silence this. Or else is going to distract me.
0: Um, That's good because you said
1: the first sentence wrong. Hey pig, have you have? Oh shoot! Yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> good luck with the rest of it. <laughs> doesn't get easier from
1: here. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm skimming.
0: <laughs> no, just go for it. go for it. Do not skim this one. You're going to ruin oh, it.
1: Okay, so we got we got uh, a Goat, goat says. Hey pig, you have to hear this great Elvis song with me. Uh, pig looking at his notes that he's writing. Can't I got a I got a job writing headlines for a newspaper, and this one story's real tough. What's it about? An art forger named Wiseman. He had to forge these famous paintings of hay bales and see if he could fool an interpool panel of judges at the Louvre. Or international. Interpol. I don't know why I said Interpol. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even close. An international <laughs> panel of judges at the... God dang it! At the Louvre. Uh, Did he do it? Ram replies. Well, it fooled the Russian judge. But there was a problem with the American judge. Ram confused, saying, Who was the American judge? High from the comic strip, High and Lois, who insisted on bringing a female sheep to the judging and the two of them kept falling on the Louvre floor. That's nuts. So what's the head... Did I read that one wrong?
0: <laughs> no, you're good.
1: That's nuts. So what's the headline, Ram implies? Wise man has only fools... Try oh, f- again. Wise man's hey only fools Russian, but I can't help falling in love with you. I, but, I, but I can't help falling in love love with you uh, and then it cuts to Elvis and some dude with a d- at a desk wise man says you're a sad little man <laughs> I am so like I I get it falling in love with you but I don't get wise men say
0: which is wise men say only fools <gasps> rush in but I can't help falling in love with you
1: <laughs> uh, there we go I had the... See, you should have let me read it ahead because I could have done the cadence right. Uh,
0: I am uh, I mean, I could have, but this was way funnier.
1: I think we have different definitions of funny. We do. Uh, maybe we should
0: I read the first com- comment. I just saw this for the first time. <laughs> I, oh, I did not scroll down no. before this.
1: Oh, we're not reading this. No, I'm not, not reading
0: this. It's, a, it's like a small essay. Um,
1: oh, yeah. wow. Starts with a... Wow, starts by negging and then falling with a compliment. What a freaking chauvinist.
0: And then he just writes, like, all, all the lyrics to a song. Like, whatever, bud.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, actually writes them. Not even, like, freaking copy and paste from Google because they're freaking... The
0: formatting's all busted. There's, like, yeah. semicolons it, with no spacing, and it's a mess. Really, really uh, poor job, knight1192a. Yeah, you Six dirty years. Maybe I should flag that comment. Don't flag it. Oh, I did, and I unflagged it. <laughs> I, I thought if say. I flagged it, I would get a little pop-up window like most places being like, why are you flagging this comment? But no, it just immediately flagged it and turned it red, so I clicked it again.
1: What the heck? <laughs> Even Tinder does better than that. Maybe I should read the comment policy. We pro- we've probably done this before. We've probably broken it.
0: Oh, considering I only ever...
1: Write. No, we have read it, because we wanted to make sure that we weren't breaking it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's right, for, like, advertising purposes, right? hmm Yeah, it does say that it cannot contain advertising solicitations or promotions, but I would say we don't really do that.
1: We don't, because it would be advertising if we gave people any way to find it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I am logged in under the account, so like, it's not that hard to figure out.
1: But that just says, like, you can't have business accounts.
0: Yeah. Well, well like, we, haven't g- been, know, we haven't what, what been struck businesses. from anything yet, so we're probably still in the clear.
1: I'm guessing um, they don't moderate the comments too closely.
0: <laughs> probably not. Just my feeling. <laughs> so, Grant. Yes, I babe? Am, <laughs> I am curious about your Got him. Got him. feeling about art museums.
1: I think they're pretty neat. I I like yeah. a good art museum. Um, I feel like we may have talked about this before. Uh, That's do you very possible. The embarrassing thing that happened to me last time I was in an art museum.
0: Uh, was this a backpack related thing? No. Okay, that was just a, kind of a guess. I don't think I remember. I, I have a, I have a vague recollection of a story, but I cannot pin it.
1: I was in a room full of modern art. And I mistook something that was not That's art right. you were for like, you being know,
0: like a art. fire extinguisher or something, right? Or no, the the <laughs> uh, AC unit or something like that.
1: The, the humidity sensor. Humidity or the sensor. The humidity controller for the room.
0: Yes, I do remember this. That was hilarious.
1: <laughs> so I enjoy art, and I enjoy noticing the art in things that are not art, even. Uh-huh. Um, so what? I would say I'm a fan. Okay, but, so, like, I'm already, not, like, yeah. a person who just, like, goes to museums to, like, be bougie. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Well, then let me ask a slightly different question, then. What are your favorite forms of art? Mm. And by art, in this case, I mean art in a slightly narrower sense where it is a single item, you know? A, phys- a physical item of some sort. Like, okay. music is also art, but it's a it's a different form i'm not talking about performing arts i'm talking about
1: so dance is out theaters out structural art let's call it okay is writing out not Uh, that's not going to be one of my choices but
0: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i would uh, in this in this narrower definition the physical object that is a book would be the art i wouldn't ignore the writing itself although i suppose you could say that like the Declaration of Independence is a certain work of art. It's a single piece of paper, you know, mm-hmm. and you can read the writing in theory.
1: But like a um, specific printing of a book could be a piece of art, but not yeah. actually the story in yeah, this Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, like, oh gosh, that reminds me. I want to find the rest of these books. So what I would books? Have, I have a, a book that is a compilation of Shakespearean plays That is beautifully bound and printed. And I know it's the thing. I bought it from like a used bookstore. And when I bought it, I saw a bunch of other old looking books. They were probably from the same like collection or something. Because they're Mm -hmm. all beautiful. And like a chump, I just bought this one and not the rest of them.
0: (laughs) And it's what? Part two out of five or something like that?
1: (laughs) No, like it's... So it's... Like this one is... a this bunch one's of different-
0: Shakespeare, and there's a whole bunch of others for different things.
1: Yeah, like there's one okay. for like, oh, I don't know, like Norse myths, and one for like yeah, yeah. the Odyssey, and one for like, I don't know, other books that make people think you're smart.
0: You're saying this is even nicer than the Barnes & Noble Classics
1: editions? <laughs> yes, it's got like freaking <laughs> gold accents.
0: I mean, the Barnes & Noble classic, di- classic editions have fake gold accents as well. And the little, like, gold-edged pages in some cases.
1: Oh, wait, maybe this is a Barnes & Noble classic.
0: Well, if so, then I made it very easy for you to find the rest of these. Because Aaron gets these for me with some frequency. I have a lot of them now, and they're my favorite things.
1: Um...
0: I feel very fancy with them.
1: No, it is not. No? No.
0: But in, the, in the, a similar spirit, I assume. Yeah, but It anyway, probably looks a bit more yeah. legitimate than what you can buy for 20 bucks.
1: It, it looks like if the Barnes & Noble classics were all made in, like, the 60s. Sure, I got trying you. Trying to emulate the, like, 20s. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but back to your original question. So physical mm-hmm. object pieces of art. Yes, how do i feel about them or what well, do i what, like or
0: yeah what are your what are the forms of it that you're most interested by
1: hmm. um i i tend to gravitate towards three-dimensional objects okay just cuz like i feel like there's always going to be more to look at because it's a like almost like a canvas contoured over a three-dimensional shape so just like in the same size there's more to look at and you can like look at it from different angles and see totally different things and stuff like that yep Um, but like I don't know yeah maybe that's why I was more interested in the freaking humidity sensor because it's the only (laughs) three dimensional object in the freaking room because everything else was paintings in that room Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I'm not really one for like photography generally sure Pictures are cool, but I don't know. It just like I don't know.
0: I feel the same way. I like. I'm totally with you. Like, I can. M- maybe it's just a uh, that that world is too uh, everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. like you can like, if you know what to look for, you can uh, appreciate really really good photography. But there's so much pretty good photography already out there. That it's, you know, a lot of the differentiating factors on things are, like, if I if I go to a museum and, and I'm interested in the photographs, it's because I'm at, like, a history museum or something. And the thing that's being documented is important. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that the picture is the most beautiful photograph I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm with you there. And as, like, as that's become more democratized, it's like, well, the Ansel Adams nature photos of like old faithful that my parents had suddenly become a lot less important (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's just a lot easier to get stuff like that so i'm with you there versus like paintings there's more at least more for me not knowing too much to appreciate in terms of you know just execution there there is a sort of like a the The texture part of painting is actually really interesting. Like if you get yes. up really close to uh-huh. uh, to a painting and you and you get to see the details of how it was put together at that level is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So so let, let's dig into your three D objects then. Would you rather look at? Uh, I I can't even think of like different categories that well, but I'm thinking of you know a, one category is like lifelike sculptures, so if we're mm-hmm. thinking of things like David or whatever, versus more abstract sculptures and pieces versus, I don't know, just some other sculpture that is maybe also sort of... Uh, I don't even know. I don't know what other categories there would be. Like, what, Is there something among there that you find more interesting to look at?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm not cultured enough for this line of questioning. <laughs> um, I really, maybe this is not answering the question, but I really like things that or uh, okay. In terms of like, if I look at like modern art, I like modern art things that use something f- for something that it's not. Sure. Like, like odd mediums or something. Like people who, I don't know, like use spoons to make like a face mm-hmm. I, or something. Uh, I think those sorts of things are really cool a lot of the time or like almost more like old historical like statues or something or, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. That, That's fair. (gasps) What do you feel? How do you feel about these sorts of things? I think,
0: I mean, I'm not even sure if I've, well, actually, I think the people thing, like the traditional sculpture idea. Mm -hmm. Is almost overdone as well because you see those features done reasonably well in a lot of just buildings around. Like, I remember thinking about things that you see in, like, DC and seeing the Lincoln Memorial, for Mm. example. Like, that is really cool. I -hmm. remember just being really floored by it in a way that I probably didn't expect at the time. So it's some some of that sort of stuff where the scale of it can really wow you and and the details at that scale, that's really mm-hmm. cool. Same, same with like Mount Rushmore, that sort of stuff. But I also enjoy. Uh, well, I I can't say I enjoy like abstract sculptures that use weird media or anything like that. I I, I would enjoy them, but I don't think I'd be drawn to them. Mm-hmm. But I I like sculptures or or three D stuff like that. That is almost playful or interactive in some sort of way. Like if you think of a lot of exhibits that hang out at like the science museum or something yeah. like that, you know, you, you could argue whether some of that is technically art in some sense, but I think some of it is, and he's stuff that maybe just interacts with light in a very interesting way mm-hmm. um, where you get to sort of mess around with it. I find that really engaging. Naturally, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, those things are so cool.
0: Gosh, I, I, miss, I miss going to the science museum.
1: I feel like science museums can count as art because a yeah. lot of the exhibits often are, like, very artistic. Gosh, I love science museums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, art museums are great, but I love a good science museum because I feel like science museums are just, like, the people who make them are just the biggest nerds who are just like trying to one up each other and how creatively they can trick people <laughs> into learning. Yeah. And it's just, they do such a great job so much of the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I,
0: uh, had a lot of good, I think it was Thursday nights after 5 PM. You could go to the science museum in St. Paul for Ooh. like 10 bucks and it was oh, aimed at, it, it was basically aimed at adults. Like it was like adult night at the science museum. Mm-hmm. And those were super fun. I, we, I, we tried to go with some frequency. I think actually my freshman year, we, we, there's an organized trip by our RAs where people got to go on a bus and it was like, you know, 50 of us probably at least basically yeah. doing a field trip at night to the science museum. Yeah. That was really fun. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I feel like so, that'd be a great like date night.
0: Also, I mean, Aaron and I definitely went a handful of times. Um, I remember going there when I was uh, when I was a day camp leader in college at the Bible camp that I worked at. We mm-hmm. took a trip to the science museum as a, as a group of four. That was fun. Yeah, I I uh, I really like it. There is a I think I've t- mentioned it here the Exploratorium. Ooh, that is down the road from here on the bay. Um, I have not gone there yet, but I think they also have adult nights I mean it's a science museum, so I am very interested in going at some point, probably after New year's. Well, mm-hmm. at this point has to be literally but <laughs> yeah, science museums good stuff.
1: You can say that again.
0: Good stuff. Grant has brought real life adventures by Gary Wise and Lance Aldrich. We have some folks hanging out at what looks like quite a, an upscale dinner party of sorts. Um, there are three people seated, seated at a couch, uh, two uh, uh, men who are sandwiching a woman, and then there is another woman standing behind the couch. Uh, a couple of them are holding some glasses of wine. The woman behind the couch is saying to the man on the far right who's also holding some wine and appears to be her husband so the woman is saying hey hun did you tell them about the time you got trapped on the roof in nothing but your underwear and the whole neighborhood watched the fire department get you down and the man says gee hun no i didn't and the comic is captioned storytelling is a lot more fun if the story isn't about you. This is like what
1: happened to you, Grant. <laughs> As you're reading that, I just made that connection. I honestly didn't notice that until before. <laughs> and now I'm regretting this choice of comic. Because <laughs> I was focused on another aspect of it. Other than what the actual like details of the story were.
0: That's fine. We can we can I just yeah. needed to point that out since I noticed it.
1: <laughs> no, that's okay. You brought up old wounds and I was going to bring up even older wounds mm. actually. Good. Uh I just thought this story it was it was wonderfully concise yet uh gave you all the detail you needed to get kind of the, some of the tension and excitement of the story, I think.
0: It's all it's all the storytelling that you don't do.
1: Yes. And so I was going to bring <laughs> up uh <laughs> The reason why you always give me so much crap for storytelling, uh, my old ways of storytelling uh, back when uh, a Grant story was something that was coined among some of our friends. Uh-huh. And I feel like we've talked about this before, but do you think that I've improved at all since then? Just fishing uh, for compliments over here?
0: I, I think so. I, I feel like okay. we've, we've checked in on this every so often, and I am inclined to believe... That you've improved.
1: Okay, good. You you're and when better. you
0: are telling a story in your old ways, it feels more intentional. Yeah, potentially.
1: Yeah, which is fair. Hmm. Okay. I was I was curious about that because uh, today I was talking with someone about and like bad storytelling came up and mm-hmm. I was trying to explain. How bad of a storyteller I used to be, and why that sounds it was like a so bad, bad story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was more difficult than I thought. Uh-huh. It was something that, one of those things I thought would be real easy, but it was like, oh no, this is kind of challenging actually to explain like why I sucked so bad. Well,
0: uh. I have um an example. Oh God, I don't want to hear this.
1: No, this is something that you
0: can use on people in the future if you need to explain this again. Right? So this is um two examples, right? So how most people at that age in high school would tell a joke is something like this. Hey Grant, why is six afraid of seven?
1: Why Mark?
0: This because seven so- eight nine.
1: This is a joke. This isn't
0: <laughs> Right? And yeah. and Grant's version of the story would be Hey Grant, why is six afraid of seven? why six hasn't been the same since he left vietnam every time he closes his eyes he sees charlie hiding in the darkness of the forest not that you could ever see them mind you they were fast and they knew their way around the jungle he remembers the looks on the boys faces when they walked into the village and oh jesus he wouldn't think about that now sometimes he still hears texas slow southern drawl he remembers the smell of bob's cigarettes he always had a pack of luckies. But the boys are gone now. He knows that. It's, it's just that he forgets sometimes. And sometimes the way that Seven looks at him, it, it makes him think. It sets him on edge. And he feels like he's back there in the jungle in the darkness. And also Seven has a hook for the hand, which is very scary. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that, that was pretty good. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there is your there is your uh
0: version. And did it, you and read
1: that from somewhere actually or did you just make that up oh, on yeah, the spot? I, I, I uh
0: I, I've heard this joke many times, so I just quickly searched Six Afraid of Seven Vietnam and found it. So I could <laughs> okay. read it. Uh <laughs> But the best part is that when you try and repeat this, you won't do that and you'll try and remember what I just said and it'll just fumble on and
1: on until you <laughs> kinda like it was kinda like that, and they'll be like, All right. <laughs> until I until I notice that I've totally lost my audience <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. And then I just wrap it up real quick. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you not heard that uh, Six Afraid of Seven anti joke?
1: No, I haven't at all.
0: Oh man. Well, um, now you have. <laughs>
1: yeah that's that's useful i'm gonna actually use that because i found recently the few times that i've tried to bring up me being bad at storytelling or like me being bad at storytelling in the past maybe people just like to blow smoke up my keister oh no blow smoke up my ass these days (laughs) uh and compliment me um but like people always like what do you mean? You're not bad at telling stories. So then I gotta like try to explain like how I was bad at telling stories, and it never goes well. But that joke is a very good uh, way of describing it. Very good analogy. Analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> Close enough. Metaphor, simile. <laughs> is it an ana- like it's not a an analogous example?
0: Uh, yeah, that would be an analogy.
1: So it's it's just
0: an analogy. Yeah. Okay. This is to this as that is to that.
1: Mm-hmm. Woo. English
0: class. Language arts. Whatever you called it in your local school system. Yeah. We called it language arts. I don't even know why I said English. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. Until it Get wrecked other core
1: subjects. <laughs> Ha <laughs>